Welcome to Your Work, Your Way. This is the podcast where you learn to get in touch with your inner CEO with soul. Learn to take charge of your career. Learn to show up with confidence in a way that is aligned with who you really are. I'm your host, Lisa Filia, Masters in Psychology, Certified Life Coach, Expert Career Confidence Coach, and Founder of Believe C. Let's dive in. Hey there. So today we are talking about burnout. And before I do that, I do want to share a life update with you. So for those of you who don't know, my husband and I have made the leap. We have left California, sunny San Diego, and are now in Michigan, and we are house hunting. We have been exploring a lot of different areas of Michigan every weekend, just going on a different road trip with our our corgi pirate in the backseat. And it's been quite an adventure so far. Uh, We're learning how to drive in the snow, which sounds maybe silly for those of you who do drive in the snow, but it's definitely different than in San Diego where, uh, where I used to live. People would be nervous about the rain and how to drive in the rain and the snow feels like just the next level of that so even more intense so we have a a little prius c it's it's bright orange which is pretty fun because you can always spot it but it isn't maybe the most winter equipped car so it's been new experiences just working through all that as well so that's where i'm at how are you doing how's your 2022 We have finished our first month. We are now in February, if you're listening to this as they release. And here's what I want to say. Sometimes people really judge themselves at this time of year because they've set all these new intentions and then they did that at the beginning of January for their new year. And maybe they're at the point now where they've either given up or they haven't seen the progress they were hoping to get or it hasn't worked out the way they wanted. Or maybe it is working out the way they're wanting to, but it just seems like you thought it would feel different. And so wherever you're at, I just want to invite you to take a moment to let it be okay. And also to share that if we think about the new year, Sure, our calendar says it happens January 1st, but if we think about it in terms of weather and cycles and the way our planet operates and what this means is that winter is the time of reflection. Spring is the time of new beginnings. And so while January 1st is the day we're all told, okay, it's a new beginning, let's go move at it from more of a climate and planet perspective, if you're in the winter months in January, it's time for reflection. It's time to be taking inventory. It's time to be seeing what's working. It's time to go within. So you can use these months for that purpose, not try to force something that doesn't feel right to you. So those are just my morning meandering thoughts for you all today as I'm recording this. Now, today, as I mentioned, it's all about burnout. And I want to focus on how to go beyond burnout. I have a master's in industrial organizational psychology, and I share that because part of what I did was research on burnout. I supported my mentors in some articles on that. I'm published in one. I've presented uh, 
at a conference about it as well. There's a lot of research we can draw from to help us in our burnout experience. And I want to focus on how to go beyond burnout. And before we do that, we are going to do our work wins. And I have so many clients to celebrate. The first client I want to celebrate when we started working together was seven weeks ago. He reached out to me because he knew he wanted to make a career change. He wanted a new job, but he didn't know what that new job would be. He had some ideas. Through working together, he's clarified what he wants to do. He's gotten ideas and insights in terms of what his unique positioning is, how he brings value. And guess what? He is now starting his own business. He is showing up as a thought leader and he's already booked his first consult with potential clients. So he is on fire making big moves in a completely different way than he thought he would be when we started working together. But you see, that is what coaching does. It helps you to see what you want underneath the layers of judgment, of shoulds, of doubt, of fear, so that you can get connected to you. And you can show up and make moves from that place. So I'm so thrilled for this client and all of the clients that he'll be getting to serve. The next client that I want to shout out and celebrate, this client, we've been working together for almost two months now. And since starting working together, he has landed a freelance position doing something that he loves. He has been sought out for promotion. and. While that opportunity did not turn out, he is now seeing new avenues that he can pursue and been applying to stretch positions. And he has received notice that he is getting an interview for one of those positions, the one that he really wants. So I am so thrilled for this client as well, because this is him showing up. It's a position that while relates to his current skill sets would be a stretch. And the fact that they are Reaching out and wanting to interview him is just evidence of how he's been showing up, of the energy he's bringing, and his own belief and value. And the last client I want to celebrate today, this is on the more personal front. She has changed her relationship with her food. She's no longer using the way she eats as a means to numb out and is instead being aware of what's coming up for her, treating herself and her body with compassion and eating from a place of love that feels good, that is aligned and gets her the nutrients she needs. Those are the wins I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed them and are able to see how you can apply similar concepts to your own career, to your own life and make change. And if you want help with that, join me in one-on-one coaching. You can sign up for a free consult at beliefsy.com slash schedule. On that call, you'll learn about what coaching together is like. We'll talk through your goals and we'll map out your next steps. Okay, now we dive into burnout. And if there's one thing that I want you to leave with, it's that burnout happens at the ego and the soul level. I think this is important for us to say because if we only approach it from the mental place or the physical space, we lose sight on the wisdom that comes from seeing what our soul is trying to tell us 
when we're burnt out. So we need to know both. And what I'm going to be doing today is I'm going to be sharing what burnout is. I'm going to be bringing in the research world into this conversation so that you are getting the research side of it as well as the spiritual side of it and how they go together. And as a result, you'll be clearer on the signs of burnout and on steps you can take to help yourself if you are experiencing burnout or if you know someone else who might be experiencing it and how you can maybe help support them. Okay, so first off, what is burnout? Burnout is when you reach a point of physical, emotional, and mental depletion. The research world often uses Maslach's burnout inventory in order to measure this. And this inventory talks about three dimensions of burnout. The first dimension, and please know, like this isn't going to be so sciencey that if you're not into science, you won't be able to relate. Trust me on this. I want you to know how it's defined, though, because this will help you to see if you're in it. So the first dimension, emotional exhaustion. What this looks like is your exhausted to the point where you're just depleted. You have no energy. You might feel stressed. You might feel tired. You also might feel frustrated. The second dimension of burnout, depersonalization. This is really getting to the aspect of detachment. You feel cut off emotionally. You are disinterested in your colleagues, in the work that you do. Things just feel separate from you. You you feel isolated. You might also just have have the sense of being impersonal, like everything is transactional. There's no life to it. The third dimension, and this one might sound funny, but I'm going to explain why it's like this. The third dimension is called personal accomplishment. And what this is getting at is if you have a sense of fulfillment. That's the word that I would use. So What this one looks like is you feel misunderstood, you aren't relaxed, you don't feel stimulated by your work, you're not challenged, you might feel bored, Uh, you also might just feel unsuccessful, like nothing's really working out, you might feel like you have no influence. Now, that's the way that research talks about it, and I frankly love those dimensions. I truly believe they encapsulate burnout. And I now want to add in language that can make this a little more spiritual. So emotional exhaustion, what I think of that as is being de-energizing or draining. Depersonalization, I think of that as disconnecting, being disconnected from your soul, from who you are, not bringing that element of you to your work. And then personal accomplishment, I think of that as a lack of fulfillment. So this means that the work you're doing is not fulfilling. Those are the three dimensions of burnout. Take inventory, take note. How do those relate to you? Where are you in those? Do they resonate? Do you know somebody else who they might resonate with? Getting to know the definition can help you see where you're at. And this is not the same thing as depression, though there are cases to be made where burnout can lead to depression. It is maybe that the final stage of burnout is depression. But before we get there, burnout does not necessarily mean that you're depressed. It has more to do 
with a lack of fulfillment, a lack of being energized, and a lack of being connected to who you are as you do your work. So that's what burnout looks like. Now, why does this matter? Why do we care? And obviously it matters because we want to feel good. (laughs) So I get it at that level. But I think it can help us to articulate why it matters at the individual level, the team level, and the company level, because it shows how crucial it is for us to help ourselves and others and our company and our company to help its employees to help people not get burnt out and instead be in a place where they're thriving. So individually, the consequences of burnout have to do with your health. You at first, of course, will feel a lack of motivation. And sometimes actually what happens is you start by feeling really motivated and then things don't turn out the way you want and then you start to feel a lack of motivation. And I will describe that process more in a moment, but that's often how it starts. And what can happen from there is emotionally you don't feel good, physically you're drained, so you're you're physically tired and overwhelmed, and the stress that comes with this burnout and stress is often an initial indicator that burnout could be on its way, it plays a role on your body. So physically and emotionally and mentally, it negatively impacts your health and your well-being. It can lead to the point where you might quit a job that could have been great for you if things had maybe been set up a little different or you had been approaching it different or the company had approached it differently. So it can lead to turnover for yourself at that individual level. It can make a sense of loss. You can feel completely out of grips with who you are, disconnected from that, like you are living the same day over and over again, and there's no purpose or point. What about at the team level? What are the consequences? When you have employees that are burning out, there's, they start not showing up for work. There is data about absenteeism, which is about sick days, informal sick days, coming late to work. Uh, that happens because people are burnt out. And again, we'll mention turnover. People might leave the company. And when you have team members that are either staying sick because they're physically sick or they're emotionally depleted, your team suffers. They don't have the support that they need. And what happens then? Well, your team itself might be under stress, which can cause more conflicts, which can cause even more stress and more turnover. And that will affect the organization's ability to be productive, but also each team member's ability to thrive. And so you might lose people. And then that gets us to the company level where Because your teams are so strained, because your employees are burning out, the teams aren't getting done the things they need to get done, or they are, but you're quickly losing people. So you're continually having to rehire, 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 and retrain people, which is so costly to a company. So that is why stopping burnout, and I don't even like the phrase beating burnout or stopping burnout, because it kind of just implies you're going from like ill health to neutral, I don't think it's just about stopping burnout. It's about helping us all create fulfillment, 
have a sense of purpose, and feel valued and bringing value to what we do each day. That's what we're after. That's what we want. That is why we want to get beyond burnout. So we've talked about what burnout is. We've talked about the consequences of what happens when we are burnt out, both at our level and the team's level and the company's level. Now, we want to talk about the causes of it. There are multiple sides to this coin. So I want to talk about this both at an individual level and at the company level because both are playing a part. And I'm not doing this to assign blame. Please know the intention of this episode is not to assign blame, to make anyone powerless or a victim or anyone a villain. It's to help us see what's going on so we can work together and address the cause so that each and every one of us can be supported and be supportive in helping us all thrive as we do our work. So I'm going to start with the causes that happen at the individual level. So remember in the beginning, I shared the three different dimensions of burnout. And the way to see that and the way I like to think about it is it's work that is draining. So you feel drained. It's work in which you're disconnected. So you feel isolated. And it's work that is not fulfilling. So you feel like a lack of purpose. How does this look at the individual level? It tends to show up in two ways. It can show up usually, and this is how it often begins, as over-engagement. And what that means is, you know how when you start a relationship, people talk about the honeymoon phase? And what they mean with that is in the beginning, everything feels great. You have all those great hormones pumping through your body. Nothing seems wrong. You don't even notice the little things that later on maybe will get to you. That's the honeymoon phase. Well, it happens with companies and new jobs as well. We can often get in this honeymoon phase where we see everything in rose-colored glasses or everything in a great way. And what can happen during that phase is we become over-engaged. This means we are taking on more than we truly have capacity to do. And we are saying yes instead of saying no. We aren't setting boundaries. We really want to make an impact to the point where it's to our own detriment. And what happens with people who are over-engaged who then become burnt out is they end up making their success at the company the way they define their own worth and value. And so what I'm saying is it's not that working hard causes burnout. It's not that being really engaged causes burnout. That is not what I'm saying. It comes down to the intention behind it. If you are working really hard and you're doing it at the consequence of your own well-being, you're doing it from a place that doesn't feel sustainable, you're doing it from a place in which you're making whether or not things go well at work, determine whether or not you have value or worth or matter, that's when burnout comes to be. 
because you've tied so much into what you do that you end up doing more than truly what you maybe would want to do, but you might not notice it because you're in the rush and the excitement of the job that you're doing and you feel truly inspired. And so this is the funny thing about burnout is it's almost like an overcorrection because when we're so engaged, because maybe we truly do care about what we do and we truly love what we do and we care about the people that we help, but we care so much that it's at our own detriment. We lose sight of ourselves and our own needs and our own boundaries of what is good for us to the point where then we f- we swing so far over that we become almost a martyr for our company or our cause. This is why the health industry and also the education with, with teachers and therapists, doctors, that those industries, nurses, those industries and those occupations are where burnout is often talked about because those are very service-oriented positions and people do those positions because they want to help but sometimes they want so much from a place that isn't grounded that they lose sight of themselves and they get lost in it and that sense of getting lost in it makes it so they're not able to sustain the same level of energy that they're putting in and they burn themselves out it kind of reminds me and please i'm not trying to make light of this when i said what i just said it reminded me of one of my friend's dogs this dog loves to play fetch just loves it this dog would play fetch all day if you would throw the ball for him to the point of his own detriment he loves fetch so much that he will play past his own body's limits Meaning he will injure himself because he won't stop unless you stop throwing the ball. He is so dedicated to getting that ball. He's so into it. And that can happen for us when we're so engaged in our work, when we're so passionate about our version of getting the ball, whatever that is for you, that we lose sight of of what we need at a more holistic level. The result ends up being. This dog isn't able to play fetch as well the next day and is sore and injured and hurt. And the same is true for us when we over-engage. From this place of not like we're desperate, it's more like we're just so passionate that there's almost an edge of chaos to it, of on-groundedness is really the word that comes to mind. We want to help ourselves with that. And I'm going to give you tips to help you in a moment. First. I want to tell you what else this can look like because that's the over-engaged side. The other side of it is under-engaged. The cause of burnout is not that you're under-engaged. That's more of the symptom, but it's a symptom of you not feeling connected to what you're doing, not feeling energized by what you're doing, and not feeling fulfilled by what you're doing. So this is your opportunity to ask yourself, Why am I doing this work that I'm not fulfilled by? And maybe it's because of the benefits you get from it. Payment that you receive, the income, the benefits, those matter. That's important. That's 
something that you may value. And if you do, that's something to honor. That's something that you can let yourself be connected to. It's not wrong to do a job because you like the pay. Check in with yourself though and see, is that enough? Is the pay worth it enough for you to keep doing the job with the task you don't like? And if it is, ask yourself, okay, for how long? For how much is it worth? What if I could find a way to be just as fulfilled financially in a position I like? Or what if there was a way that this position actually could be fulfilling? I had another client who, before she started working with me, she had switched jobs to do something easier because she was feeling really stressed and burnt out from her previous position. So she thought the solution was to get an easier job, which meant a pay cut. Well, guess what happened? She got really bored and her brain found new things to get burnt out over. She was under-engaged at her new job. It wasn't fulfilling to her. It was just easier, but almost to the point where there was no sense of fulfillment or success. And this gets to that idea that part of combating burnout or getting beyond burnout is finding a sense of personal accomplishment. If your work is too easy and you're getting bored and it is causing frustration in you or resentment in you, it's time to find something more challenging. And that might mean in that current role, what else can you do? Are there opportunities you want to seek out with that company? Are there projects you want to lead? Are there new skills you want to build or grow? So under-engagement can be a sign of work that's too easy and finding new ways to challenge yourself. It can be a sign also of a mismatch, a misalignment. The idea of finding work you love isn't just this dream in the sky. It can exist for you. And it doesn't mean that every day is a dream and you never feel like you're working again. But it does mean that there are opportunities for you to feel connected to what you do. So look at the work you're currently doing and see ways you can already find connection to it. See ways you're helping out. I remember in grad school, I read this article and it was talking about this janitor at a hospital and how fulfilled he was because he saw the value in what he brought. He came in and he cleaned the rooms. He did the grunt work that a lot of people don't want to do. And he knew the value was keeping it clean, which kept people safe because it stopped them from getting sick. He saw the value in the work that he was doing and he believed in its mission and its cause. So that job, which for another person, they might be completely disconnected from, this janitor found meaning in. So if you're feeling detached, under-engaged, you have two options. You can try to get engaged in that work and find ways to see the meaning of it, which might include thinking of new ways you could support your team and talking with your boss about it, or you can truly disengage to the point where you leave that company and find something else more suited to you. That's what I help my clients do. I help them to see what they want. It can be hard for us to see it when we're feeling disconnected. So the first step is to get connected with yourself. And I'm going to share steps on how to get beyond burnout. 
before I do that, it's important for us to note the factors that happen and lead to burnout that are happening at the company level. Because it is a relationship. The employee and the company are impacting one another. And there are things that cause burnout at the individual level as well as at that company level. And we want to know what those are too so we can identify them. So at the company level, burnout can occur from inadequate staffing, just not having enough people to do the work. And the way that tends to look is you might still, as a company, get some high performers who will jump in and save the day. And that can work in the short term. But if the company is perpetually understaffed, this save the day mentality starts to become the norm. And this is where that approach then becomes embedded in the culture, where the things people do is they save the day, they stay late, they're the first one in the office, they'll take that call on the weekend. And this mentality becomes the culture, becomes the way things are done. You can end up with this hero mentality, this hero-focused culture. And what that means is culturally, workers are getting admired for their heroic endeavors. Their late night, let me burn the candle at both end endeavors. And you're rewarding for the wrong thing. You're rewarding for people to basically self-sacrifice beyond what is continually sustainable. And if you keep doing that, you reward that behavior, that behavior then gets promoted and then new hires and the staff at large learn, okay, that's the way you get ahead in this company. You work yourself to the bone, you create a culture of burnout. And this does not set the organization up for success because instead of creating structures that support people, like having the right number of people on your team or allocating the roles differently or changing the way things are done, changing the processes, instead of doing that work that can make it more efficient so less people need to play the hero card, you end up just continually supporting the heroes and those heroes fall. They can't sustain that. And you get this company where you're almost like become a training company where everyone performs highly, maybe they get promoted for it, and then they leave because it's not sustainable. They just can't keep up with it. And this really is getting to that structure issue as well. So you you may have enough people in your team. You truly might. Sometimes people think there's a staffing shortage when really it's that the way that the teams are being structured and the workloads being allocated is the part that's causing the dilemma. So the roles might not be clearly defined or the structures. So you'll end up with inefficiencies. People are doing the same work in different areas. So you end up getting the same work being done in two different ways. Or you might have silos in companies where people aren't talking. And so you'll be duplicating work in different departments without even knowing it. Or it might be that your process has so many checkpoints in it that decision-making is slowed down and there's backlogs, so it's hard for goals to be achieved, which creates stress, a workload that's inconsistent, where some months you'll have a ton of work and then other months you'll have like no work at all. And so you burn out. <laughs> you burn out your people because it's too chaotic. Adults want to know why they're doing what they're doing. and. People like consistency, not to the point where they're bored, but 
to the point where they know what to expect. And that way they can have some sense of grounding of knowing how things are going to go down and then they can know how to approach the situation. If it always feels chaotic in your culture because of how it's structured or the way that things are done, it's going to cause unnecessary stress. So that is how you end up with burnout and the cause coming more from those company level situations, the staffing, the structure, and the culture. If you are a leader and if you want help talking through how to combat burnout, how to get beyond burnout and into a sense of thriving in your own company, in your own team, feel free to reach out. We can schedule a call and talk through some ideas and options for you. Okay, now I want to give you some applicable steps that you can take as an individual if you're feeling burnt out. First step, I mentioned earlier the importance of connection and how being connected to yourself really is one of the first steps to take to help yourself get beyond burnout. And the reason connection to yourself is so important is because burnout includes disconnection. You're not connected to your company. You're not connected to your team. You're not connected to your clients. You're not connected to yourself. So in order to get re-engaged, regardless of whether you stay at that company or that role or not, in order to feel like the life is coming back in there for you, you need to be connected to yourself. And in order to be connected to yourself, you need to create the space for connection to happen, which means you need to take a break. People do not like hearing this. They really don't. They don't think it's okay to take a break. Maybe they've even been told that it's not okay. But truly, you owe it to yourself to take a break. When we're burnt out, we are physically exhausted because we've probably been over-relying on our actions and our hard work to get us through often to the point where we can no longer maintain the physical demands of how we've been doing our work. You'll know this is happening to you. You know you'll need to take a break to get reconnected because you'll have no energy. So you'll maybe start relying on caffeine or energy drinks more and more to get through the day. You might even end up getting physically sick or having headaches or stomach issues or jaw pain or neck or shoulder tightness or skin problems, whatever it might be. If that's happening, it's your body telling you, you need a break. You're exhausted. You're depleted. You need a break. And this is hard to do because you can feel guilty about it. And you can also feel frustrated. Frustrated because taking a break just means there's going to be more work for you to come back to. And guilty because it doesn't feel right to take a break if you're not like sick. I used to have this issue. But even if you're not experiencing a fever or you don't look sick on the outside or sound sick, you have sick days to help you feel healthy. So be proactive in the use of them. Let yourself count those days as being good for mental health and emotional health days. This is a proactive sick day. You're stopping yourself from getting sick by taking the sick day ahead of time. 
You can choose whether or not you explain it to your employer that way. It depends on what you want. You don't really have to. You can just decide that you need a day off. You have you need to take your sick day. And there are different ways you can use this sick day. And I'm calling it a sick day, but really it's a break. It's a mental break. Now, there are a lot of ways that you can do this. And I do like to help my clients plan this ahead of time. So that they are using the day in a way that truly helps them. Because if you take this day off and the whole time you're just stressing about all the work you're going to have to come back to, it's not going to do anything for you. You need to be able to do it in a way you feel re-energized, relaxed, and rested. And if you're concerned about the workload you'll come back to, the solution is not to just keep working. Because you're going to end up taking the sick day either way. Just depends on how sick you let yourself get before you do it. And so that comes down to needing a conversation with your boss, needing to have a dialogue about what's truly possible, saying no, doing work that isn't top notch, but good enough so that you can get your own self taken care of. The next step. And this will help you with the connection piece. So, you're, so you've taken the break, which gives you the space to get reconnected. The next step is to re-access your emotions. Remember how we said one of the f- dimensions of burnout is depersonalization. Well, this happens at the individual level with yourself. When you're burnt out, you detach from your work because it's too much to process, but you also detach from yourself. Because you can't just withdraw or detach from the stressful emotions. There's not like the the switch of emotions that are just for the emotions you don't like and you turn those off. No. When you detach and you numb out from how you feel, you detach from all emotions, which means you can't access true joy either. So to re-access our emotions is something that I recommend doing with a coach because that coach can guide you through a process. And this is something I help my clients with. I even just did this session with one of my clients this past week. And it can feel a little scary because I'm asking you and I'm guiding you through a process to reconnect with those emotions at a deep level. But I do it in a way that is safe, in a way that you can trust, in a way where you can be re- in touch with yourself because even emotions that don't feel great, when you let yourself get back in touch with how you feel, you get to benefit from the wisdom of those emotions and you get to be alive again. You don't have to be numb. And so getting reconnected with yourself means all of you, including those emotions. The third step. After you've given yourself that break and you're more in tune with your emotions, it's time to set those boundaries. And really the key to an effective boundary is you're not trying to control the other person. You're truly just trying to set a boundary to maintain your own emotional well-being and your own physical resilience. And so I like to think of them almost like if-then statements. A boundary might be if it's 6 p.m., I'll leave work and I won't open my email. If you call me on the weekend, I'll respond to you on Monday. If I'm on vacation, then I won't answer my email. Those are just boundaries 
in that if-then place. That if this happens, if this situation occurs, then here's what I'll do about it. So the then part's always about what you do. The boundary you're setting, it's for you. It helps you to have your confidence back because you know how you'll respond already. And you're going to feel uncomfortable when you do this. Don't let that mean don't move forward because you can feel those emotions. You've reconnected with them. And it is worth feeling a little bit of discomfort to set a boundary versus the long-term discomfort that comes from not setting the boundary or honoring the boundary and the depletion that'll come from that. So this will help you maintain a new sense of energy and get that energy back because you're setting boundaries for yourself. The fourth step, you got to get clear on what matters to you. From your soul's perspective, burnout's a sign that we're not living our purpose. And so that might mean you adjust the role you're in. And I talked about that earlier and how you approach that role, but it also might mean leaving the company. So you need to get centered in yourself. I can guide you through a process to do this. If you like, contact me. Uh, It's part of my one-on-one coaching that I do. But you want to get centered and grounded so you can have a conversation with yourself, with your intuition about what you want. What do you want? And having me guide you through that process can help you to tap in deeper, to truly hear from that intuitive side. This step is so crucial because it lets you reconnect with you. It lets you be carving out a path to a career that you thrive. It's not about stopping burnout. It's about getting beyond it to the point of thriving, of being energized, of being fulfilled, and of being truly connected to yourself and your work. Not from a place of frantic over-engagement where you do too much, but from a place that's grounded and centered where you have true boundaries and you honor those boundaries. The last step that I want to share with you is to have a difficult conversation. And we've talked earlier about all of the causes of burnout and often they're linked. So if you're experiencing burnout, yeah, there are things you can do individually and I've shared them here, but it also can be a sign that that company would benefit from changes too. You can take the first step to help yourself and your coworkers by talking with your boss about what you're experiencing. This is not a mandatory thing. It is your choice. So check in with yourself, that intuition, and see what feels right for you. Because you're going to want to approach this conversation skillfully. It's, it's not meant to be a complain fest to point out all the things that are wrong. It's a strategic intervention. So you'll want to come to this conversation ready to share your experience, but approaching it from a win-win collaborative place. So the way I like to do this is I have my clients map out the main points and approach for this conversation ahead of time. That way they can feel self-confident. That way they know the goal and the intention and they approach it from that energy. So that this conversation that might be hard can also be incredibly beneficial. That is what I have for you today. And if this episode is resonating, And you are noticing you relate to this. There are things in here that you want help with. Schedule a consult. Reach out to me. Go to believeseed.com slash schedule. Let's talk. Let's map out a plan for you and talk about how coaching can help you. And if you're hearing this and you're thinking of people who might benefit from hearing this message, 
let them know, share the episode with them, spread the word so they can get some support too and to see some of the signs. Use this knowledge to help guide yourself forward, to help get beyond burnout into a place where you're fulfilled. Thanks for listening to today's episode. And if you loved what you heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. I help my clients to show up and do their work their way with soul. Whether it's so you can excel in your current role or so you can figure out what you want for your next role and get that role, coaching can help you get there. It begins with a consult. Sign up for yours by going to believeseed.com slash schedule. This is your free call and it is that first step towards that new life, that transformation into you doing your work in your way with salt.